Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ride With Me podcast. You are listening with your host, Mafuz Chowdhury, coming at you every single Monday with motivation and practical advice that you could apply to your life. And if you haven't already, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe or follow button at the top of your podcast platform so that you could be the first to know every single time an episode drops. Listeners, happy Super Bowl weekend. I hope you had the opportunity to tune in to the biggest night in sports and entertainment. Huge congratulations to Tampa Bay for absolutely dominating last night's game. But more personal to me, huge congratulations to our very own The Weeknd for being the first Canadian performer at the Super Bowl halftime show in the history of the sport. Couldn't be prouder. And being a marketer, one of the biggest questions I've been getting asked all day was what was my favorite Super Bowl commercial? After putting in much thought because there was a lot of fantastic commercials, but the one that I would give the award to is none other than Reddit. You know, Reddit's marketing team and Reddit's community came together and said, listen, let's go ahead and bet on ourselves this year by putting our entire year's marketing budget into a five-second spot during Super Bowl hours. Just a five-second commercial, which is all they had that they were able to afford considering how gigantic the budget must be in order to get a spot at the Super Bowl. But nonetheless, it did the best that they could. It gave you a five-second snapshot of the messaging around collaboration, being the underdog, you know, getting a seat at the big boy table. And it was such a popular tactic that it ended up going viral because of how many people went back or paused the commercial in order to take a photo of it. And I honestly believe it's gonna be explosive for Reddit. I think it was a great move. I'm always a keen supporter of the underdogs in a big battle and I couldn't be prouder to see the community rally and come together for such a monumental move. And I really think the payoff will be huge, but stand by and let's find out what happens. But nonetheless, congratulations to Reddit and their team for this viral opportunity. And I hope some great things come out of it on the other side. But with that being said, let's get into today's show as there are quite a few things that I wanna share with you based on a few reflections that I've been having over the last few weeks. Listeners, since the very first day of the Ride With Me podcast show, I have put close to 140 episodes on this platform, on my long drives and through conversations that I've had with other individuals. And while I'm sifting through it, I've come to a realization that there may be some things that seem counterintuitive. It may seem like I'm telling you one thing in a past episode and then I'm coming back now and telling you something that's on the opposite extreme and I may come off as I'm being hypocritical but I want to stress one thing that I haven't stressed enough on this podcast show which is the importance of pulling from both extremes. This is something where a lot of these sound counterintuitive But at the same time, it's also very factual in the way that I'm communicating the importance of doing both extremes, if possible, at the exact same time. An example of this is the idea of working hard. You know, I talk a lot about you can't cheat the grind, you have to work hard. But on the other side, talking about how rest is underrated. 
making sure you're still getting your rest in order to go out the next day and work hard all over again. Neither of them are wrong. Neither of them are, in my opinion, actually valid without the counterpart. I think when you think about the yin-yang, you think about how both need to work in tandem to give you the perfect balance. And I think it's important to pull from both extremes where you are working your face off for the things that you want. But at the same time, when you're not working your face off, you're recharging. You're getting that strength back in order in order to get back on the grind and do it all over again. Another one that I frequently talk about is the idea of grinding but having gratitude. You know, going out there and working your butt off, but also at the same time, remembering the progress that you made. So you're appreciating the progress along the way to keep you fueled while you're working ahead. Another one which is big that I'm really bullish on, which is self-love. The idea of you are extremely happy with who you are today and how far you've come. But at the same time, you're not happy to a point where you're stopping. You want to keep getting better. You want to keep achieving more. You know that you deserve enough, so you're not slowing down. But the one that I really want to focus on to sell this idea home of pulling from two different extremes is one that I really emphasize very heavily around the idea of being loud with the things that you know but at the same time having the humility that you know nothing. And this is a very important conversation to pull together. And in order for me to really sell you on this, I want to take you back in time, listeners. I want to take you back to when I was in my second year of college, sitting in a hotel room at the corner sofa couch, looking at the sheet of paper that was the case study that I had to solve in this marketing competition that I was participating in. I was in this hotel room with my teammate. We had 15 minutes to dissect this case study that was given to us and then put a presentation together where we would then go over to the other side of the hotel where we're greeted in a boardroom by CEOs and marketing managers that would listen to us illustrate the solution to this case study. To give you some context, this was a marketing competition that was thrown every single year where all of the colleges participated in order to solve a marketing problem. And this year, I happened to be presented with a case study where I was going to solve a problem for a major and well-recognized superstore that was having some challenges with their positioning in the market. And what happens in these case studies is that they present you with three options. In this situation, this superstore was struggling. They were struggling to make sales. They weren't doing well. The revenues were low. And the three options that were presented with was number one, lowering down their price to attract more customers. Number two, to offer different types of products and more categories. And number three, more louder and robust marketing campaigns to really present themselves to the market. And I was partnered with a teammate of mine that was also in the marketing program and we only had about seven minutes left as we were locked in this hotel room and only given a certain amount of time to put this presentation together. We were struggling. My partner at this time was looking at me to make the decision for which one of the three options that we want to proceed with. 
And I knew there was only seven minutes left, so I asked my partner to start putting together the PowerPoint presentation while I was sitting on the couch trying to figure out which answer to pick. The clock was ticking. We had seven minutes left, and not long later, we only had five minutes left, and I have not yet come to a resolution of which answer that I wanted to select. And what I decided to do is I told my partner, why don't we pick none of them? My partner looked at me like I was out of my mind. He thought I was absolutely crazy, that I wasn't following the rules. And I told him that I just didn't have a good gut feeling about any of these three options because I really didn't feel that I was making the right decision with any of these three. I don't think any of these three actually solved the company's problem. I know this company, it was a well-recognized company, and I just didn't think that this was the right move. So I told my partner that we're gonna go into the room and we're gonna say none of the above. We're gonna present them with a solution that wasn't in the document. And I said that, hey, even if we're wrong, maybe they'll select us as a winner just based on the fact that we were creative and we did something new that no one else is doing. My partner agreed. I could tell he was hesitant, but he agreed nonetheless, put the PowerPoint presentation together, inserted my answer, and within the last few seconds, we heard a knock on the door that was alerting us that time was up, that it was time to take our presentation, head down the hall, and start presenting these ideas to the board member that represented that company. I walked in with chills running down my spine. You know, keep in mind that this was me in my second year of college. I haven't started a career in personal personal development, public speaking. I haven't become this marketing professional that I am today. So I was just rolling in with a gut feeling that this was the right way to go. We got in front of the room and I presented them with the solution. And I even did this grand reveal where I said, here are the three options that you gave us. And the answer that we chose to go with is, and it built suspense. And then I smiled and I said, none of the above. And I was very quickly disappointed to see that I wasn't getting a smile back from the judges in the panel because it didn't seem like they liked my idea. I followed up with how they should reposition themselves in the market. They should change their positioning and become more high quality. They shouldn't reduce price. They should go higher in price. They shouldn't offer more variety. They should offer less variety. They shouldn't go heavier with their marketing. They should do better marketing. And by the very end of the presentation, I felt like I won them over. You know, my partner was right beside me, hyping me up and feeling like we really killed it. And then we opened up the floor to Q&A seven minutes of question and answers where the judges have an opportunity to ask us anything about the ideas that were just presented to them. The marketing manager of the company initially led in with a question and asked me to elaborate on what I mean by this positioning. I very quickly in 30 seconds illustrated the idea to him. Then I waited for the next question and I find out very quickly that no one else in the panel had any questions and I knew at that exact moment that they were not pleased with the idea, even though I was trying to sell myself that they loved the idea so much that they were speechless. Deep down, I knew that they hated the idea so much that they didn't even want to entertain asking me questions. So I walked out of the room. The reception was later that night, and I remember sitting in the crowd as they were announcing the winners one at a time. Due to the time restrictions, the judges and the, the panelists would come up to the stage and only announce the top three colleges that won for that department. 
and we anticipated that we were going to maybe make number three out of the hype and creativity that we brought into the room. But we found out very quickly in the most disappointing way that we weren't even in the top three. And I found out weeks later that we weren't even in the top seven. And I have to tell you that being a student in that situation and seeing professionals dressed up in the finest suit, you know, titles like CEO and CMO sitting right across from me telling me my idea was horrible made me question whether or not this was actually a good idea or not. I started doubting my own ideas and my own gut feelings. And I started thinking that maybe I need to be quieter with my ideas because I might be steering people the wrong way or coming off as an idiot, if I may be frank. I decided to move on with that thought in my head. But I have to be honest and say that it scarred me a little bit because I found myself over the next few years going ahead and being shyer when I'm in rooms that involved creative brainstorming. When people were looking for ideas, even if there was an idea screaming in the back of my mind, I would very carefully not put my hand up just because I didn't want to embarrass myself because it brought me back to that competition where we didn't even place and I was basically laughed out of the room in silence because of how much the judges disliked our ideas. Two years later, I walked inside of a mall and I was going to go into the mall very quickly to use the bathroom. And as I was walking towards the bathroom, I actually walked by this superstore that we were presenting our ideas to. And I saw something that I haven't seen before, which was a closed sign wrapping all in the fr- all over the place, all in the front of the store where you couldn't even see inside of the window. And I was I was kind of confused because I was asking myself, like, isn't the mall still open? Why are they closed? Are they out of business? Did they go bankrupt? And then I saw a sign and it said, coming soon, reinvention in progress. Which is a very, very, very ironic statement, being that project reinvention has become my calling. But I loved more to that irony. I love the fact that they were actually reconsidering changing the entire layout and structure of this store. So I went home and I did some digging. I tried to find out what is this new restructuring? What is this renovation? What is this reinvention going to look like? And I was presented with messages that talked about the fact that the store is becoming more high quality better quality products, better partnership with big brand names, better quality merchandising. And I had the biggest smile on my face as if the realization that maybe they went back and watched the replay of my presentation and got a wake-up call. I like to think that's what happened, that the wake-up call is what made them finally come to a realization that this was the right way to go. And now they're putting in a lot of money in renovating all their locations in order to become a higher-end store. Unfortunately, somewhere in the middle of the renovation process, they decided to pull the plug and just shut down the store completely. Maybe it just wasn't feasible. Maybe they knew that we were approaching a very, very stale economic state and they decided to pull out. But even though the location no longer exists, the takeaway that I got from that day will stay with me forever. It was a takeaway that just because someone seems like they're higher status 
or that they have more credibility doesn't mean that I am not an expert in the things that I'm learning every single day. See, I'm such a keen learner. I'm such a student of the game that I'm always studying on the next thing I want to get better at. When I want to get better at public speaking, I study it. When I want to get better at marketing, I study it. When I want to get better at podcasting, I study it. And that's part of one extreme. Knowing that I know nothing, so I'm constantly studying. But on the other side, the other extreme is that realization that I need to be confident with the things that I've studied. I need to be confident with the conclusions that my mind put together as a result of all the studying that I'm doing, and I need to communicate with confidence. When I first started working for Candy Box Marketing, I remember being in a boardroom with many CEOs in the past where I had what I would consider brilliant ideas, yet I would keep my mouth shut because of that scar that I had after learning the hard way that maybe I shouldn't be loud with my ideas. In today's world, I know now with full confidence that when I truly believe something and when I truly feel like I've done the due diligence to learn about this topic, it is my responsibility to communicate with confidence. And I encourage you, whichever extreme example that I gave you, whichever scale that you're pulling from both sides, my encouragement for you is to look for opportunities to always pull from both sides to give yourself the perfect balance. You know, love what you have today, but always want more. Be humble about the things that you know, but have the confidence to communicate the things that you know. Work your butt off, don't cheat the grind, but get your much-deserved rest days in order to make sure that you can always perform at that high caliber level. Listeners, I wish you the best week. I wish that you have a tremendous week full of wins, whether it's wins like the Tampa Bay, wins like the weekend, or wins like Reddit. But I hope you have wins nonetheless. I wish you all a blessed week, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon on the next episode of the Ride With Me podcast. Thanks again, and take care.